Sam, how you doing? Oh, hi, Ellie. You all right? Yes. Good. Cool. So, this is our first um, episode of the podcast, so who knows what we're going to talk about or where it's going to go, but we can give it a quick stab in the dark and um, see what's happening. So, um, I suppose a bit about us, really. Um, we've been together for three and a half years. Well done. That is correct. We have been together for three and a half years. I'm glad you didn't get that wrong. That would have been awkward. Like <laughs> and the relationship and podcast is over before it started. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, you're how old? Younger than you. Yes, considerably. Well, compared to these uh, crow's feet. Well, I'm 32. Cool. I'm 35. And Reginald, who's also with us, you might be able to hear him in the background, our dog. He's six. Yeah. He will probably snore, fart, and... Uh, Lick and, himself. Yeah, but you won't hear him barking because he's a bullmastiff and he is very chilled. Um, yeah, so you are pregnant. Yes. By, by a small miracle. Luckily, we got pregnant before all of this coronavirus jazz. Uh, 18... No, it was 16... I'm 18 weeks pregnant, but it was 16 weeks ago that I today that had the embryo transfer and you've had my egg yes in your basket mm. what yeah if anyone's absolute... watched the nest it's nothing like that <laughs> the embryo transfer <laughs> is nothing like that no very no. true very very different yeah so it was quite different in terms of um yeah they tried to depict it on TV, so I suppose they did the best they could with the technology they had. Yeah, but the number of times they get you to confirm who you are and what embryo they're using, like that just never would have happened. <laughs> like you have your name and like your, both of your date of births like on the embryo, so it's like, and they even sh- they show it to you about three times before they put it in you and make you confirm who you are like a million times. So they just wouldn't have ever done that. Just to clarify, not actually on the embryo, but on the <laughs> test tube <laughs> of the embryo. Yeah. That was so funny when um, Sam was had a legs akimbo and was waiting and um, had the embryo put in. And there I was in the screen because they kind of put the photo of the embryo on the screen and I was there taking selfies and she's like, for fuck's sake, just be with me. It's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, most people at the conception of their child, it's just them and their partner, isn't it? But no, I had you, uh, a midwife, a consultant, and an embryologist through a blooming hatch. Yeah, absolutely out. It was well romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there was a 2% chance that our child was going to exist. Yeah, which is mad, but... There's a 2% chance because their embryo was frozen. With donor sperm and it's a donor egg. That's why it's a 2% chance. 
It's just so typical, isn't it, that you and I get pregnant during a world pandemic. pandemic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up, but literally this is our life and it's very EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, five, I think it's five weeks in, yeah, it's five weeks today I've been in lockdown. Yeah, and four and a half for me, so I was just trailing behind. But yeah, so it's coming out story. Go. How how did that go for you? Sorry, what? Your coming out story. My coming out story? What, was in like the first time I realised I was gay or the first time I told somebody else? The first time you told somebody else. Oh, I was at school. Uh, I was in year nine. So I was like 14 years old. I told one person that I was gay. And then by the next day, everybody in my year group knew, which was about 300 people. And how did that go? Um, not not well, not well. Like it was the early two thousands. It was like two thousand and two. Um, I don't. It was not a common thing to be to be gay. It was not a common thing to talk about it. Um, I was terrified. My parents were gonna find out. Um, I had this massive crush on this girl in my year. I was terrified that she was gonna find out. Yeah, it's just very confusing. I had terrible hair, <laughs> terrible sense of humour. Just, I was just not cool. The most hilarious the thing about your hair is what she used to get bullied and be called Vileda, <laughs> which she had no idea what that meant at all. And um, many years later, you became a cleaner, didn't you? Yeah, when I was 16, I became a cleaner. And I picked up the mop and I was like, oh... Yeah, oh, does a mop. Mop head for about three years. <laughs> I went to school the next day and they were like, oh my God, you only just figured that out. And I was going absolutely mental, <laughs> which obviously they thought hilarious because I didn't know what it meant for three years. <laughs> yeah, no, my hair was terrible. I got really, really thick hair. Yeah. As is you, you had, yeah, you mine had was terrible bad. hair at Horrifically well. bad. Yeah, it was um, not the one. So how did you come out then? Um, God, it's a long time ago now. So I came out at <laughs> really 16. Um, I came out to my friends, not my close friends, but just kind of generic friends and acquaintances. First went to a gay pub, met a load of gay people and I'm still friends with most of them who are still did, did kind of turn up on your moped? around. I got the moped from a gay person that I <laughs> met, a gay guy. <laughs> that I uh, used to go drinking with, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, came out to friends who then told my close friends and they were quite offended that I didn't tell them uh, because... Was this before or after you cut your hair? Um, I came out before I cut my hair off or shaved all my hair off. Um, but yeah, I had to wait until after my granny had left our house for Christmas. So the January after my granny had gone back to her place, I shaved all my hair off. <laughs> my friends were there with the clippers going, you're going to chicken out, you're going to chicken out. And I was like, no, just crack on, shave it off. And uh, they they chickened out. So I just grabbed the clippers and set to. What on earth did your mum and dad say to you after you <laughs> clippered your hair? Because you quite... had quite long hair, didn't you? Yeah, I think they were quite shocked. Yeah, it was kind of shoulder length, quite long. Did they uh, go, uh, uh... Yeah, they couldn't really say a lot. That's a 
boy racer going up the road for them amazing um yeah they couldn't really say a lot to be honest because um it was done but yeah i don't think they were too happy about it and now i'm just me and they don't care but i think they were quite shocked and my granny who was 96 at the time didn't care less she was like chilled Did you as you like tell your parents yourself that you were gay uh yeah what, so you I, chose when to do that. yeah me and my sister sat my mum down and um i uh figured it would be better to kind of ease them in gently and come out as bi bi before you try <laughs> 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 which was never gonna happen but i had to kind of pretend uh so yeah i gave a bit of glimmer of hope or so i thought that's what i was doing uh in my naivety and told mum uh you know that i might be bi and uh she just held her coffee, nursing it, and was like, what do you want me to say? And I'm like, well, something. <laughs> and she didn't really say anything. And my sister had already known since I was, God, I think she was 10 and I was 14 when I told her. And um, she kept it a secret the whole time. She knew that it was obviously a big deal and, you know, would uh, blackmail, me, blackmail me on other things. But that was never one thing that she ever... Tried to blackmail me on, so that was good. But yeah, she never cared. As soon as I told her, she was like, can I tell my friends? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. And she didn't, as far as I know anyway. She might tell me one day that she did. Um, but yeah, that's cool. So yeah, initially wasn't the greatest. My parents weren't particularly happy. A few altercations, but um, yeah, absolutely no drama now. And you're kind of part of the family, aren't you? Part of the woodwork, yeah. Yeah. At least you got to tell your parents when you wanted to tell them. Like, my head of year, or head of house, or whatever it was, out with me to my mum on the phone before I'd had a chance to do that. Yeah. Which was not not a good idea. No, I guess I don't think the way that she dealt with that situation, like she rang my mum up and was like, oh yeah, there are loads of girls in the Sam's year group that are going through the same thing and they're all just kind of pretending that they're gay and it's like mm, pretty long phase about 20 years <laughs> yeah my face is still going to <laughs> but yeah that was a really hard conversation to have when you're like 15 years old you just started year 10 and you're kind of having to explain that you really don't fancy boys at all yeah and for them to you know take your confidence and confidentiality and disclose that to your parents and belittle it and make out that it was just a phase and actually nothing to do with you know your actual journey just undermines you completely doesn't it yeah but I think I think it's kind of definitely made me who I am today it's why as a teacher I respect my students I respect what they say to me obviously if I believe that they're putting themselves or someone else at harm that I would disclose that to somebody else, but I never take something that a child says to me and, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a phase. Oh, no, you can't do that. Or, you know, I don't believe them. Like, I definitely do implicitly believe them at face value. Um, yeah, I, I just think it was a different time. Like, the early 2000s were a very, very different time. Like, education around LGBTQ issues was non-existent. Well, yeah, we had Section 28, didn't we, that um, basically prohibited anyone promoting or educating people about gay rights or sexual orientation or actual gay sex or... 
Yeah, we weren't really represented on the TV, or if it is on, was on the TV, like kind of Brookside or, you know, those early soaps that kind of depicted gay characters, like it was very, very, very controversial. It was on very late at night. Young gay people weren't, you know, privy to watching that kind of thing unless they had a TV in their room and stayed up really late at night. And, you know, it was... I remember the first time I ever saw a gay person on the TV, it was um, Brian Dowling. Uh, on Big Brother 2 and also the gay character in uh, Casualty that had HIV who was also called Sam I remember remember, like they're the two kind of characters or people on TV that I remember watching when I was young but there was never I never remember watching any kind of lesbians on TV I remember Bad Girls which was phenomenal and still watch it and it's a rite of passage so whenever I've had a partner they've uh, had to subsequently go through the which is quite a lot you've had quite a lot of partners there's quite a few ones that ones that actual were partners yeah dirty dirty schlag i wouldn't be like you're coming back for the night we've now got to watch bad girls before anything happens that didn't happen (laughs) it's only relationships let's be honest like maybe three weeks into our relationship you're like let's watch this oh yeah if it's a relationship which you you haven't allowed me to watch it again I want to watch it again. I want to rewatch it. See, this is you know, this is the kind of caliber that Bad Girls is. It's like incredible. I love it. The storyline's fantastic. I took you to see the the musical. Yeah, it was really good. The character who played Snowball Merriman in it played Shell Dockley, so that was good. Clearly, can't remember the um, actress's name, but it was really good. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. But yeah, just, Bad Girls just, is uh, just Bad Girls was the um, kind of holy grail. Yeah. Yeah, these sound effects. Um, yeah, Bad Girls, the kind of lesbian storyline with Helen Stewart and Nikki Wade. Whoa. Yeah, but they don't really. Spoiler alert. They don't really get it on, though. Spoiler alert. It was about 25 years ago. There might be some people that have never fucking seen it. Who knows? But they don't really get it on. It's not like the L word, is it? No, the L word was next level. That was like... Oh, I remember illegally downloading it when I was at university. It would come out on a Sunday night. Oh, Ellie, everyone did it. Everyone had LimeWire and whatever that other thing, Napster. I don't know what you mean, Samantha. I'm well, not, not going to admit anything. It used to air on anything. Sunday in, in America and I'd be like downloading it. And then Monday when I go back from lectures, I'd get, I'd get all the lesbians from my my uh, course to come to my um, halls room and we all kind of bunch onto my bed and watch it. And we were all just like, oh. Oh, my God. And then do you remember the real L word? That was... Oh, my God. <laughs> What was that called? Was it Courtney? It was Courtney. No, she had the dreadlocks. What was her name? Yeah, I know. I can't remember what her name was. She actually got an actual strap on out in one of the episodes <laughs> and then had sex with a girl. I know. I did watch it. <laughs> I know, but I was like, oh, wow. That was good. <laughs> I mean, you can see Sam's face. She's literally, her face is lighting up. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. What a treat. Yeah, no, that was cool. And lip service was another fantastic oh and queer as folk that was when i was at school queer as folk oh my god incredible series queer as folk is also something i'd introduce you to yeah i love sugar rush sugar rush is great yeah queer as folk uh is based in manchester um controversially gay guy nathan was 15 was he just turned 16 like tell you the story well, like, you're the one who watched it about 100 i know times. it's true i think he was 
He was certainly 16, but he might have been 15. And I think the get the, the actor wasn't that old. Yeah, the actor was definitely older. Um, but it was, I think at that time, it was still 18 for the age of consent. For mm, I think it was 21 as well. No. Yes. No. Yes, I think it was. Lies and deceit. If I had my phone on me, I would check that fact. Well, we fact would check, check it, but I'm pretty sure at that time it was 21, not 18. It, it, cha- it changed very recently, like, sort of in the last 10 years. 10, 15 years. No. A lot yes. longer ago than that. No. It was yeah. 21. That, that thud that you heard was Sam taking off her engagement ring for no apparent reason and dropping on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's a clanger <laughs> I like to fiddle with it I like to fiddle, <laughs> you like with, to fiddle with your ring <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you got a diamond in your ring oi oi reminds me of a few exes <laughs> your word's not mine <laughs> doodly yeah so um, quite a lot of programmes actually we've um, managed to touch on but obviously there was not much representation when we were growing up, certainly, just in normal shows. I remember watching Graham Norton when he used to be on Channel 4, and his late night talk shows on Channel 4, and he had that drawer, and he took a fucking butt plug out of it, and he was like, look at this butt plug, it's got a clock in it. And I was like, what the hell's a butt plug? <laughs> what is a butt plug? Who were you watching that with? I was watching on my own, this is when I had a TV in my room, and I was like, oh, I don't know what a butt plug is. Oh my god! Like yeah, Graham Norton was on actually quite a lot. I remember seeing in the Millennium with Graham Norton. He saw me in with a lady who um, spat out uh, ping pong balls out of her vag and hit the button <laughs> to set off the fireworks. <laughs> what a Millennium! That's so fucking classy. I spent Millennium. I think I was like. Like 13. I was with my family. It was like just lame. Like so lame. That's Sam swallowing her non alcoholic. Look, I tell you what, there's nothing Cider. more than I want right now than a glass of red wine. I've been going on about it for weeks. Yep, literally. Non alcoholic beer is just not the same. No. Let's be honest, no one drinks beer for the taste drink it because it's easy to drink and it gets you drunk no one goes ooh, yum yeasty yeasty goodness i'd like to have this yeasty goodness without the alcohol no just no (laughs) so non-alcoholic beers no so i'm trying non-alcoholic cider which seems to be going down much better delicious but i still want a glass of red wine almost goes down as good as ellie pay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can't remember. Wow! Oh, burn! Burn! <laughs> God Almighty! Um, yeah, I know that actually that non-alcoholic cider is all right, but yeah. So uh, Sam's cravings are hilarious because <laughs> they started off as McDonald's and then obviously hash because brown. hash brown, mainly hash brown, but definitely McDonald's generally. Oh. And uh, and then this McDonald's. lockdown happened and they closed all of the McDonald's, so her cravings are just ruined. <laughs> well, you know, we have a few things in the fridge that I 
wouldn't normally eat, but I'm craving them, and so I'm eating them. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Oh, pepperoni, yeah. Pop noodle. What else? Chocolate. Just Peanut anyway. butter. No, I haven't eaten that much chocolate, thank you very much. Peanut butter, I eat that every morning, but that's got protein in it, and that's important for the baby. Okay, this is what I get all the time. It's important for the baby. The baby wants it. Well, you should have gone and got me that McDonald's when I wanted it. When they were open. Oh, yeah, because none of this would have happened. No, had it's them. your fault. <laughs> Coronavirus is your fault. Oh, my God. Jeez. What's the hardest thing about living with someone who's pregnant? Oh, God. Good question. Oh, thanks. Um, literally not having a leg to stand on in any <laughs> argument whatsoever. Because literally you'll go, ah, you can't stress me out, you'll stress the baby. <laughs> and then it's like, oh great, I can't even stick up for myself or give you my opinion. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> What's the toughest thing being with somebody who's not pregnant? I think because you and I are like very independent, we're both fiercely independent, the fact that I... Not I've lost my independence, but there are times when I can't do the things that I would normally do, especially during the first trimester when I was feeling really, really sick and like even getting up to go to work was hard. I think trying to put yourself into that person's shoes when you know that they're normally quite a competent person and can look after themselves, I think it's quite hard to then go, oh, this person is having a really difficult time. I think it's hard to comprehend how sick I was. Like having no control over it. Like most of the time when you're sick, it's because you've drunk too much alcohol or you've eaten something bad or I don't know. What other reasons are there that you throw up? But how is that about me? No, because you, you're not understand. Sometimes oh. you don't understand. Just like then. <laughs> Exhibit A. What? <laughs> Not understanding. Yeah, like you just don't understand. Like, how, how could you understand that there's something inside you that constantly makes you feel sick for no reason? Well, because that's what you get told, isn't it? Yeah, but being told something and then experiencing it are two very different things. I had no idea. I just thought, oh, yeah, I'll just be a bit sick in the morning. It'll be fine. No, no. Like, you'd suddenly smell something and you're like, ooh, ooh. You just throw up for no reason. <laughs> Oh god. Like when we're on holiday. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so our um nicknames for each other I have no idea if this is gonna carry on post actual sprogling being here. But um I'm Eggling Mama and Sam is the grow bag <laughs> because she's obviously growing the baby and I donated my eggs um for well, donated my eggs to Sam so Sam can grow genetically. Look, don't Look, when someone makes a donation with money, like that's like a charitable thing to do. Don't make out that you donated your eggs to me as like fucking charity. It was here Charity begins at home. I don't want to fucking be pregnant. Yeah. You I've, carry it. So I've don't outs- make it out to be charity. I've outsourced the pregnancy. Outsourced what I was, Where I was going with that whole conversation was actually about donating eggs. I've donated half of my eggs to somebody else who is unfortunately not able to have kids from their own eggs so that was where i was going with it but yes charity does begin at home and that's why i donated my eggs to you yeah i mean you <laughs> for were, us to have a baby you were not well when you came out of that 
and you came out of an operation, <laughs> you were not well for that. Yeah. I ran the length of Salisbury Hospital to go and find some chocolate for you. Yeah, I I then came back with not a brownie with pain. and you were not happy with me. So then I had to run and buy an actual chocolate bar. Such a princess, honestly. And your mum thought I was crazy. I mean, the hilarious thing about this podcast is no one will have a clue what we look like and they probably think that we are lipstick leather, femme type. No, you said that you shaved all your hair off. Yeah, but it could have grown back by now. Oh yeah, you're fucking Rapunzel, aren't you? Yeah, I am Rapunzel, certainly at the front. I think our friends that are going to listen to this way before we get actual listeners know exactly what we look like. Yeah, I'm but I don't think our one. friends will and ever... Ellie... Is the minger. No, you're not a minger. You're very rugged and handsome. Rugged? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me is, sound like... Time has not been kind to you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ellie told me before we did this podcast not to be grumpy. So that's what I'm doing, not being grumpy. <laughs> Brilliant. Fabulous. Um, God, our friends aren't going to want to listen to this crap. Yes, they are. No, they'll get well bored. They'll have turned Robin. it off. Robin's definitely listening to this. Robin with two ends, definitely. <laughs> I don't reckon. I reckon they'll all turn it off within seconds and be like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, so what who's a load of boring to this shit. Now? We're just talking to ourselves. Who knows? I very much doubt anyone will. Um, yeah, I would say my parents, but I really don't think they would either. I mean, Reggie's listening. He's obviously really keen. Oh yeah, he's half asleep on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. He's a keen, keen as mustard, he is. Who knows what what or who might end up listening to it? Probably nobody. But we can do it for ourselves and for our kids. Maybe one day they'll want to listen our to it. Our kid is not listening to the podcast. <laughs> not until they're at least 16 years old. I don't mean like when they're two before they go to nursery or something. Yeah, can you imagine they'll be walking around being like, well, Fucking you're the f. You're the f bomber in this. Uh, oh look, scenario. any any teacher, any teacher up and down the land, loves a good swear word when they're not in school. True. It's almost like you know you can't do it, so then when you can do it, you want to do it. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Effin and Jeffin. But yeah, um. Definitely up for uh, hearing if anyone's got any questions or any topics that they want to hear us talk about. Um, Here's a topic for you. What have you done during the uh, lockdown, Ellie? Broken my arm. Oh, she's broken her arm. <laughs> and it wasn't through wanking, no. No, it wasn't no. a wank break. And also it wasn't the intimate at hand, so that was a bloody bargain. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, Anyhow. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Winning at life. No, she was carrying a block of concrete, fell over nothing, wearing a pair of Crocs, and then fell over. Yeah, several things about that whole... You're explaining that. A, yes, I do have Crocs. Yes, I do wear them in the garden. Yes, sometimes I wear them <laughs> to the shop down the road. No, they're not a fashion statement. Yes, I realise that any integrity or ego I have or spills out the holes. <laughs> No, any sexiness no sexiness whatsoever um but that's never happened with me anyway um but also i am clumsy as hell and anything that i could potentially fall over yeah my nickname's clumsy clits because i am hugely clumsy and literally walk into bollards 
fall over my own feet or paving stones that are in front of me just anything possible I will have a calamity about so yes I'm really worried for our kid I know that's what people say so I'm hoping that I won't be a complete calamity for our kids and put them in danger because I put myself at danger enough um we have done a quick fact check because we had a parcel arrive so uh in the between times sorry who, who was right um both of us really technically no, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I was right, as usual. Uh, so it's 21 from 1967, and it was lowered to 18 in 1994, and then it was lowered to 16 in 2000. And when was Queer as Folk made? Oh, God, I don't know. Let's have a look. Queer as Folk. 99. So we're just peeking in there, see, with the old 16. Um, and I think... When that actually came in, I'm sure it was 16. No, but we just said that in 1994 it was changed to 18. And in 2000 it was changed to... 16. Correctamondo. I don't know. I don't know when it was filmed versus when it was released. I just don't go into those kind of details, you know, just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> cool. Okay. So I think we'll just wrap up there. Um, what... If you've got any questions or any topics you want us to cover, I mean, you know, we have not got hours that we can spend doing all the kind of research that a lot of people manage to do. But what we can do is talk about our views, opinions, um, what we know about things um, and try and find out bits and pieces. Like, I'm just not committing to a full time job for this. Yeah, Ellie was asked to come up with a schedule for this podcast because I love, I love a schedule. She I love, I love a loves a schedule. Yeah. She I is like autistic, order. and like that lists. is why. And this, you know, I think I've done quite well during this podcast because you've literally just freestyled it, just gone for it. And sometimes you just need to go for it because otherwise it's too structured and it just doesn't flow. And we have basically done a Billy Connolly and just talked about a load of crap and then ended up going back around, you know, to where we started, which is amazing. And definitely not like saying I'm anything as good as Billy Connolly because definitely haven't got the bants or the Scottish accent that he's got. Incredible or the man. Yeah, or the beard. beard. No. I'm, in lockdown, I could and be on, working and on. And on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. Yeah, rate, re- subscribe, like, do all the usual things. Tell your friends if they're interested. If they're not interested, don't worry about it. Like, no drums, but... Thanks for listening and we hope you tune in again to another episode. Good night, Pete. Love you long term. Toodle pips. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Spill the LGBT. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so already, please rate, review, share and subscribe as that helps other listeners find this podcast. For you fabulous, positive, constructive people, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. There you can help give us topics, link us to exciting people to speak with or interview, or give us things to discuss in future episodes. This is a podcast for our community, so want it to be engaging. Thanks very much. Latest, my lovers.